my name is Caroline Koch. I work for the Society as a Climate Science Communication Specialist. And today I'm in Oxford at the Environmental Change Institute to meet with Frederico Otto. And she's lead author of the recent briefing paper, How Does Climate Change Affect Weather? And before we talk about this topic, um, can you please introduce yourself and tell us about your research and your role here at the Institute? Hi, I'm Freddy Otto. I'm the acting director of the Environmental Change Institute. Um, I'm a climate scientist and work mainly on the role of climate change in changing the likelihood of extreme weather events. Great, thank you. Um, so weather and climate um, is something we probably need to differentiate between. Um, so weather is the current state of the atmosphere, while climate is more the long-term average. Um, so how is, how is climate changing at the moment and how does that influence weather? So um, at the moment, the emissions of greenhouse gases from mainly from burning fossil fuels uh, are increasing the concentration of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere and that leads to more long wave radiation being absorbed in the atmosphere which leads to the atmosphere warming up so on a global average we have an increase in the temperature and uh, that that sort of and these global mean temperature increase is the main metric with which we sort of measure climate change but of course it's not how we experience climate change because we experience weather and there are two main ways of how weather, uh, how climate change can affect weather. One is what we would call the thermodynamic effect. So because, <clears throat> because the temperature of the atmosphere and of the earth as a whole is increasing, that also leads to temperatures locally increasing and that leads to um, a, a higher likelihood of heat waves to occur. At the same time, uh, when we have a warmer, temp high, warmer atmosphere, the atmosphere can hold more water vapor. And so when there is more water vapor in the atmosphere, the water needs to come down as well. So on a global average, we also um, see more precipitation and more extreme precipitation. That's the, uh, that's the thermodynamic effect, but there is a different effect, which, is, uh, which one can call the dynamic effect. And that is, well, because we are changing the composition of the atmosphere, um, that does also have an effect of the atmospheric circulation. So where weather systems develop, how they, how they develop, where they move. And these effect um, is not the same all over the globe, but it's very different in different regions. So you can have that both of these effects go in the same direction. So you would have more extreme precipitation because of the thermodynamic effect and you also have more um, low pressure systems bringing rainfall so you have actually uh, an even stronger increase in precipitation than you would expect just from the warming alone but these two effects can also work in opposite directions so if you have uh, you have from the thermodynamics a more extreme precipitation but actually you do not get the weather systems that bring the rainfall in the first place or they move somewhere else or they come in a different season so you actually have either no change in precipitation because both effects are of the same magnitude and cancel each other out. Or you could say that the, um, 
the dynamics win and you actually have a decrease in the likelihood of extreme events. And these effects are very much dependent on where in the world we are and in what season. Yeah, so it's very complex, <laughs> apparently. Um, so when we talk about extreme weather events, what, what makes it an extreme event? That's a good question, and there is no straightforward or simple answer to it. So um, an extreme event, when we as climate scientists or meteorologists talk about an extreme event, uh, an extreme event, we usually mean that it's a rare event that that just happens uh, that that we expect to happen only every hundred years or or maybe every twenty years. Um, but of course, uh, ex also events or meteorological events that are maybe not very extreme from a weather point of view can have very large impacts. So if, if there are just um, many people, many assets in harm's way, then also uh, an event that is not very rare can have large impacts and would then be an extreme event from an impact point of view or from the point of view of the people who, who live in the vicinity of the event happening. Yeah, that makes sense. And often when, when an extreme event happens like the, the drought that we had this summer in the UK and across Northern Europe, people often ask, is that climate change? So, um, yeah, I'm wondering how, how are you able to attribute an extreme event to climate change or just to natural variability? So, we will never be able to say uh, in an, an absolute sense that an extreme event was caused by climate change. If, uh, if you mean by that, that it would have been impossible to happen without climate change because of the chaotic nature of the climate system and also because of the limited understanding we have it, on it. However, what we can do and what we do when we attribute extreme weather events is um, similarly to saying, for example, that smoking causes cancer. So there you also can get cancer without smoking, but because you smoke, you increase the likelihood of developing cancer. And in a, in a similar way, we can look at how climate change increases the likelihood of an extreme event to occur. Yeah, and for that you use computer models or what, what kind of methods do you use? So what we, um, the way we do this is, um, first of all, we find out what has happened. So the if we are interested in attributing a particular event um, that that has happened in the real world. So, for example, we just did a study um, on the Cape Town drought that that, um, that almost led to the taps, taps running dry in Cape Town last, uh, last year, or earlier this year, rather. Um, and so the first thing was, okay, what, what actually happened? So we look at observational data, and then we found out that it was basically a three-year lack of rainfall in, in the area. And um, then we look at observational data and uh, say, okay, what is possible weather in, in, in the observed record? Uh, and define from that, sort of, we find out how extreme the event in terms of its meteorological rareness it is in the world we live in today. And so in that case, we found that it was about a one in a hundred year event. And then we ask, um, and then, so we, we simulate the same event 
using different types of climate models and to see um, so what is what is the likelihood of this kind of drought occurring in the world we live in and then we do exactly the same experiment um, but using climate models uh, that do not have the uh, man-made greenhouse gases in the atmosphere and again ask what is a possible drought event uh, in in Cape Town in the world that might have been without climate change and in this example we found that the drought that is a one in a hundred year event in today's climate would have been much rarer it would have been a one in three hundred year event in the world that might have been and because the only thing that is different in these ex two experiments we do looking at the drought in the world today and looking at the drought in the world that might have been are the man-made greenhouse gases we can then say that because of these so because of man-made climate change the drought has become three times more likely yeah so it's a lot i guess about talking about likelihood is that correct yes it's a it's a, what you would call a probabilistic uh, assessment of of, of of the drought. So how likely or how, yeah, what's the possibility of such a drought occurring today and how has that increased due to climate change? Yeah. And um, so you could say not all extreme events are linked to climate change necessarily. You're looking at the likelihood and for some it may not be a different likelihood and for some it may. Yes. So for before, because of what I, what I said earlier, because we have this interaction between the thermodynamic effect which is more or less the same all over the world and the dynamic effect which is very different in different parts of the world for different types of events and for different seasons um, before we have started doing a study um, we don't know um, what what the role of climate change will be and there are always four possible outcomes so it can be that climate change has made the event more likely it can be that climate change has made the event less likely it can be that basically both effects from the warming and from the circulation cancel each other out, so there is no change. And it can be that with the current understanding and tools we have available, we can't say, because it's a kind of event that we don't have good enough models. So, for example, a tornado would be something, or a hailstorm, we wouldn't be able to say something about that because we don't have climate models that resolve these kind of weather events probably yeah so it's also a matter of of resolution and the climate modeling community making progress and do you think there will be like in the future you will be able to resolve these smaller events and attribute them um so i think for for things like for example hail where where we don't even really have observational data sets uh, so we don't really even know what happens in the real world uh, that will be quite a long way off until we will be able to, to model them in, in such a good way that we can make attribution statements but for other types of events um, there there is there has already been progress happening in, in, in recent years so the first attribution studies were about large-scale heat waves um, and then we added um, attribution study on large-scale rainfall events so now there are a few attribution studies that have looked at uh, the rainfall associated with hurricanes, which happen at much smaller scales. So um, there is definitely um, some progress, but it's not 
we will we will not be able to attribute every single event that happens anytime soon. Yeah, and generally, generally speaking, is there a trend with climate change that certain types of extreme weather events become more likely in the future? Yes, so um, for heat waves in particular, we basically see an increase in the likelihood of heat waves everywhere in the world. The sort of the magnitude is quite different. So we have done some studies in the Mediterranean where we see that heat waves are becoming at least 10 times more likely, whereas for in, in Northern Europe, for example, we have seen more that more a doubling of the likelihood. Um, and, the and also um, for extreme rainfall events, um, in many places you see an increase, so in a global average you you see an increase, especially in sort of, so if there is an hurri a hurricane, then um, the intensity of the rainfall is higher because of climate change. Yeah. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, please uh, have a look at the briefing paper that explains all of that um, briefly and nicely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.